Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming podcast. Yeah, so you know how there's some skills you don't use in the wild and they kind of get rusty? Uh, yes, every day at work, I feel like I'm running into that. Oh, okay. So literally every time you go to sleep, you're like, man, I, I forgot everything from the day before. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to read the you drink the, the previous night. You're like, oh my God, how come everything is not making sense? Mm-hmm. You should never stop working. It's a, it's a great work ethic. <clears throat> yeah. Or, well, I guess the, the, the thing is, you know, every person has so many different things they're doing all the time. Right. And mm-hmm. so just to keep up with this ever-changing world, you're constantly, your skills are constantly changing. However, sometimes things circle back around and you're like, Oh my God, I wish I remembered how to do that one skill. And I think that's where you're getting at specifically. Well, I think it was just reminded because we, we went back to playing more infinity lately and part of playing infinity is you've got different range bands on your weapons mm-hmm. and so you know if you want to be in the right range for them you're yeah. not supposed to be pre-measuring that you're supposed to just kind of choose what weapon you want to use or just yeah. choose whether you even want to pick that fight and eyeball it yep yep that's true and how did and, it go i guess we played a tournament recently so. oh it took a little while to start getting like the the eyeballing rangefinder calibrated again. Yeah. And because it was it was really finely calibrated before. It was tuned to like half an inch when you were firing at like 24 inches. But now it's like, I don't know, 20, 21, 27. I don't know. They're all the same looking. Yep. Yep. That's the way I felt. Uh and so uh did you actually get there or did you like lose that competitive advantage? No, I started coming back at the very end. Oh, okay. And then that's when the last game it started really helping you play better. And so that's our topic, actually. We want to talk about pre-measuring in games. Yep. So I guess basically any game where you've got like ranges on your weapons, uh-huh. which is a lot of your sci-fi games in that. And I suppose to a lesser to a lesser extent, fantasy, because fantasy usually they try and keep the ranges shorter. Mm-hmm. And not as and you don't rely as much on the your range like archers and stuff like that. It's more just about like your charge distances in fantasy games, whether you can actually make it into combat on your charge. Yep. So I don't know. It's, it seems like it's ever prevalent, but I'm pretty sure we have some opinions on good ways of doing it and bad ways of doing it. Yep. I think I think uh, it's very just just our history of it is very interesting. Uh, we used to play a game called War Machine, which used to be very popular. And I remember there's like a lot going in in War Machine. And as the game went on, it got more and more competitive. But in second edition, uh, they basically had no pre-measuring. However, this game was a, a game of millimeters because it's about charge distances and range distances. And all these guys have crazy special abilities. So if you're like in range of one guy, but out of range of another person, that might be the difference between you winning or losing a game, especially considering how hard these combos could go off. Right. And I do remember um, it being sometimes frustrating to play against you because of how much, how good you were at measuring these distances yeah because so, mm-hmm. yep. if you basically you want to get close to your opponent to take as much territory as possible and to get as many of your guys in range but say they could charge you at 8.5 inches 
and you yeah. figure you could charge at nine because like some things have reach, which would yeah. have a two inch, you could attack things within two inches of your model, but then some things without reach could only attack things within half an inch of a model. So potentially yeah. you could have people who could attack things within eight and a half inches and things that could attack things within nine inches with shooting, say. So yeah. if you didn't want to get charged by people who could get you within eight and a half, you would try and get within nine to start shooting them. So you'd have to position all your guys perfectly at the like yeah. nine inch line without measuring. Then you start you shooting have to them. Be accurate within half an inch, uh, between distances of, like, I think it's around yeah, it was around eight, eight to eight to ten ish. Fourteen, eight to tw- no. Oh yeah, it was fourteen inch shooting. Yeah, there's lots of buffs to, for charging, so you could yeah. get eight to like twelve. Mm-hmm. Is is generally where half an inch, where most of the half inch things really matter right we're like i need to be accurate within half an inch so that i am able to get that half an inch difference where my guy slightly outranges the other person for a charge or for a range or whatever right yep and then it could be larger when you consider the idea of moving and then doing it right so sometimes you might need like 16 inches to understand that which is very hard to get accurate within half an inch so you were really good at that actually uh-huh. especially in that range band that you think is so is so much easier with short distances right of uh eight to eleven or eight to twelve but i could not charges. do that mm-hmm. yeah charges were the major one right that was the mm-hmm. major thing and you could do it within half an inch but i would often get it wrong and i'm like is this and this is the thing with like without pre-measuring you had a very significant competitive advantage because you had the skill of being able to pre-measure within half an inch that I did not have, or I, I was bad at. I was much worse than you, right? It's not like I always got it wrong, but like I was much worse at it than you. Yeah, and I guess when you're playing under the clock in War Machine too, it's yeah. like you're forced to do it quickly as well. It's not just like, oh, well, I guess you're not as good at it, so you take a little more time, whatever, it's fine. It's like, no, you'll, yeah. you'll actually lose the game if you take longer trying to execute this thing. Yeah, so, so that War Machine would, was very harsh about using the entire thing, where it would make or break your win on several yeah. levels. And if it ta- if you took like an extra minute to figure out whether you're in range, uh, that was time you couldn't spend thinking about your tactics to play, right? Because it was a very chess-like game. So it was very interesting how that interacted with the game. Now, third edition, they added pre-measuring in, so they're like, you know what? There's no more. Like you don't have to pre-measure anymore. You can always measure, I think, within your caster for your distances, right? Which is a major um, ability to measure distances, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, they basically switched, right? Yeah, it stops you from measuring everything all over the board because potentially if they said you could measure from any point, not just your caster, you would just be like, oh, okay, I need this distance from this, this, is, this distance from this, and you just start putting your tape all over the board and spending all your time just like checking everything. But uh, here's the thing. This is the argument. But is that actually like the argument that they always have? Like, why do you want pre-measuring and why do you not want pre-measuring? Mm-hmm. You kind of explained our situations and how we felt when we're playing the game. But what's good? Why would you, if you had the choice, right? We had this war machine game where before it had no pre-measuring and then it had pre-measuring. So what was good about that? So I guess with and no, why did they do it? I guess with no pre-measuring, they're figuring that. It, it feels very un, 
it takes you out of the experience, I guess, just know, like going around, just the act of going around measuring everything. It, it takes away from the feeling of like the battle. It's like, Oh, this is all just very technical and all that. Cause you're now just like mm-hmm. doing a whole okay. bunch of measure, measurements, addition, math. There's some it's sort just, of immerse, it, immersion issue. Yeah. It takes you out of the immersion by just going around doing all this extra measuring. Mm-hmm. So it's I, funny that I, I agree with that, but most people don't say that, which is funny. No, I just thought of it. Like I didn't, didn't think of it for the longest I actually think that's the, be- the biggest reason why you would not want pre-measuring. Yep. Uh, so there's, that, but, there's also the there's the whole act that now you find players are doing a lot of like potentially if people want to try and optimize everything, which is kind of how War Machine players work, that mm-hmm. they're going to be inclined to do lots of that. And lots of the game is just going to be spent on this rather than the fun part of it. So there's going to be lots of just like, I, don't, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to call it fiddling. I think fiddling is the wrong word for it, but mm-hmm. I just... It falls under the, it just lets you analyze more. So you're going to start going around analyzing more like, okay, next turn I'm going to move this far. And then this person potentially is going to be this range. So you're going to do like several different measurements for your future movements and everything else. Mm -hmm. So it just creates this avenue to spend lots of time in the game. So the idea that you measure twice, cut once kind of thing, but in the game aspect where it's like, okay, so let me plan out all my three turns and measure all the distances directly so that it all makes sense. Yeah. Which, which comes down to ruining immersion as well. But it just creates the way of like several ways of ruining it. Uh huh. So the interesting thing, so is I think the main argument people have always had, which I agree with what everything I said there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of mentioned it, but like the idea that people said, oh, it kind of slows things down when people are allowed to measure every single distance and they'll get stuck into measuring things. So on some level, though, that's not true because there's certain critical things where you really really need to know that measurement and if mm-hmm. you rather than having because if you don't know the measurement you now need to fiddle around thinking okay yep what is this measurement and like try and make your best guess at it where you could just like make the snap measurement do it for things that are really critical but yep. i mean that's for people who have if you were exercising good judgment and good like sportsmanship you would just only do those ones yep but you know you can't you can't govern that's i think one of the things is that uh i think when people talk about that type of thing Mm -hmm. like i agree that it is not clear at all right so so i think that's one of the the things they say that is important it slows the game down when you're measuring but it often doesn't it all pre-measuring often speeds up the game and Mm -hmm. it really depends on on analysis paralysis right in that kind of aspect and how it plays out in a person's mind, depending on how you, how you think and how you try to do things, you pre-measuring might allow you to get more AP prone and start just measuring everything out. Right. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it also, depending on how you think about AP, if you don't give them that and they still want to be able to calculate those things, instead of stopping them from being able to calculate those things, you just make it much harder for them to do. And then they will still do it, but take even longer to figure things out because now they have to guess. And then they're like, okay, so now instead of, if I knew the direct distances, right, I could calculate it much more easily. But now you're telling me it's three to five it adds a way larger decision tree on what I should be doing that I have to calculate before. So it's possible, honestly, with pre-measuring or measuring to either increase or decrease the amount of time 
that people are actually doing things. Also, it's the idea, the idea that just because you can't measure, um, you don't try and measure in your eyes and, and, and with your eyes and look at it and try to discern it. I think that is not true. At least for me, when I look at it, I spent definitely spend a lot more time. I still try to calculate the distances, mm -hmm. but it just takes me more time if I have to like eyeball it. I'm like, okay, this is this distance. I know this is about this distance, and now I have to calculate it. If I just use a stick, I'd be like, oh, it's this distance. Now I can I know what I'm trying to do. So it for me, I feel like pre-measuring actually, this is this is I guess the other side. I think pre-measuring speeds up the game for me for everything. Yeah. So I found that with infinity, like because there was the change from N3 to N4, where there was zero pre-measuring in N3, yeah. whereas in N4, you can measure your zone of control, which is basically the eight inch range around your guy, which is sort mm -hmm. of critical for a lot of things like your short range weapons are range eight, your hacking's range eight. Your arrows, so, yeah. Arrows which, have to be within eight inches. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found that, and a lot of the small template is approximately eight inches as well, slightly yeah, over yeah. eight. So you, so you kind of figure out that one as well. I found that actually sped things up a bit to be able to measure yeah. that. Even for me, when I was pretty accurate to that, because like now you just know which weapon you should use, like for sure. You're like, okay, I'm yeah. going to move to this point. I know I'm moving along this path. Okay, that's yeah. fine. But now, well, or you're just like, I don't want to move this close to the guy. So you just tell your opponent, okay, we both know this measurement. We don't have to finick about this. We just know, am I, I'm not moving within that critical eight yeah. inch distance because we've both shown each other before anything ever happens. So yeah. we don't have to go back and check later whether something did happen along a point, like, cause your guys move along paths, Yep. which now, how do you recall what that path even was? Yep. So that I found actually sped things up oddly enough, despite it being like an opportunity to measure all sorts of I, stuff. I don't think it's odd at all. That's the thing. I think it's very obvious that well, that would happen. I think because, because just think about how long it takes for you to measure. Like if you have to eyeball it and these things matter, right? So I think what, I think because it's a restricted case of what you could measure, you can't just measure everything you'd ever want to know. You're like, okay, uh -huh. it's because infinity, you can activate a guy multiple times. So potentially you could move someone like, okay, how can I get this guy from point A to point B across the board? How about I measure a bunch of different paths? Oh, okay. Maybe I should use this other guy to move from to point B and you start measuring all that. So mm -hmm. just unlimited ability to measure things can create the potential for like basically just bad sportsmanship almost. I think it of is a fake issue. Uh -huh. I would love to see the number of people. I think it's really just about analysis paralysis and whether you're playing someone with AP or not. Mm -hmm. high AP or not. I think because a, if, if you I want to see how many people just stare at the board when they can't pre-measure and you don't notice that oh it's actually they're trying to measure out what are the distances are in their head uh where yeah basically are those people that would have measured it out and you're saying oh they're wasting time measuring it the same people that are just staring at the board afterwards when you take it away from them I would posit, I'm positing, right? It's, again, mm -hmm. you know, there's not lots of scientific studies on this, but that it's the same per person. I really think it's just analysis paralysis. And because when you see them measuring things out, it seems like it's giving a reason for their AP. Mm -hmm. When if you remove it, it's just them staring at it. And now you don't have a reason. So you don't immediately uh, say, oh, oh, it's because they're trying to calculate these measurements in their head. 
right? I don't mm -hmm. think the act of like, if they're the person that starts to think about distances in all these different ways, just because they can't use a ruler doesn't mean they're not thinking about it. They are just thinking about it in their hand and you can't see it, right? Because you're not, like, it's also very bad if, if they have no permission and, and they start putting their finger on one point and a finger on another point, they're not going to do that. They're just going to be staring at the board and you're not going to know what they're actually thinking about. But for sure, if they're the first type of person that's measuring distances for all these different things, Mm -hmm. They're thinking about that in their head, trying to calculate it by eyeball. Yeah, no, we still do that in Infinity because you need you need to know that information. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, let them. I I feel like you if you let them talk it out, it's going to be the same type of thinking, and I don't think you're actually saving any time. Yeah. I think this is a false, not for everyone, obviously, right? But for the majority of cases, I think this is a false dichotomy, and it's really about helping people with analysis paralysis get over it, which I think is an entirely different topic. We can talk about that, but like, mm -hmm. uh, to me, I don't actually think, I think that's actually a benefit for pre-measuring, not the other way around. Hmm. Well, it doesn't, I don't know, I usually measure accurately enough, so I may not be the best person who cares. <laughs> I may be like, nah, it's fine with or without, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I think really, this is also not a big problem if you just say, all right, stop measuring everything and just go, right? So that might be like a thing. It's of literally like just a, an easy solution to this problem that, you know, you, this is a, an AP problem that people have all the time. And of course, there's some sort of politeness, especially when you're playing against like random strangers, but mm -hmm. the solutions are the same for someone who's doing that. Yeah, I guess War Machine wanting to be more competitive solve that basically by having a clock. They're like, oh, you can use your time for planning things. You could use your time for just having like a giant mass number of models on the board. You could use your time for pre-measuring. Use your time for whatever you want to win. But, you know, if you run out of time, you you shot yourself you in the foot and lost the game. Yep. So, so that, that's yeah. one way to sort of balance the two <clears throat> is yep. to rather... <clears throat> yep. Uh, yeah, so the idea is a game doesn't doesn't lend itself to chess clocks because it's so <clears throat> excuse me, it's so interactive between what's going on in one player's turn with how much the other player is doing at the same time. So it doesn't lend itself yeah. to that. So um, I will admit that, like as a veteran gamer, maybe my my ideas and my thoughts about these kind of things are different than people who are new because I do feel like if you don't give them the ability to measure. As a new gamer, you won't even think about it because you have no possibility to do it. So it just skips over your head. But once you start playing the game and you start knowing what's important, you're always going to be trying to measure those things mm -hmm. just with your eyes. <clears throat> and then you could be wrong. <laughs> and I don't think it makes it faster, right? To say, oh, yeah, this is the distance. But at the same time, uh, we talked to uh, some people, right, about, you know, with Infinity, like you said, there was a sort of change between, again, about measuring versus pre-measuring versus not pre-measuring. Um, we talked to a bunch of people in the group and they also had some ideas about what they liked. And, um, you know, some of the positives for um, pre, uh, not pre-measuring was the idea that by removing a lot of that, it, it removes the skill, the skill of the game, right? So there's the immersion part, which, mm -hmm. right, which uh, we talked about, but there's also the skill in that game. Do you think the skill of pre-measuring is a valid point? Uh, of course it's valid for some people right if they enjoy it but in general i meant 
I guess it's basically sort of a form of tactic because there's all sorts of like calculations you have to do for when you've got like multiple dice being used against like other dice at different levels and different risks on things. So you're basically performing calculations on that level, just, just using your dice. So it seems like the measurements are just like another form of calculation almost that you've got to perform as, as like the commander of your army. Yeah, I feel like um, it is definitely a skill and it can definitely be a game that people enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, that I will agree. And for some people who really enjoy that kind of thing, I think, of course, right? Go for it, right? That's, the, that's what you enjoy, like go for it. Uh, I would argue though, that it is of limited, it is a tangential skill. And I'm not sure uh, that when people think about wargaming on, on the tabletop and how games are played out, that that is a skill people associate with that they think should, that games should be based on going into the game. Like if you had, if you're totally new to it and you're like, oh, this is the, what, I, what I expect from miniature wargaming and not kind of bias one way or the other because of the games you played, would you actually want the winner of the game to be based on uh, this game of being able to accurately eyeball distances? Is this a oh. thing you're like, oh, this is this is obviously a skill that you should need, and that that it adds to the kind of you know skills that I want people to learn when they're playing miniatures games. Mm -hmm. So bring it back to War Machine again, because just War Machine had that so prevalently. That I don't think being right or wrong on the measurements made the game more fun. Like, I think what the game was trying to sell you on was just having like cool combos of who was attacking who, how you positioned your army, and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, where you intended to attack, but then like whether it worked or not, being a make or break depending on the distance thing, really hurt it. Like. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, I didn't find like, Oh, it's super fun that you didn't make the charge. It's like, Oh, well you, you just kind of like screwed up your understanding. It's like a screw up of yeah. the understanding of the rules, basically not even like oh, ouch. Feels well, that hurts me emotionally. Yeah. I remember a couple of games where I'm like, I announced, I really want it to be this distance. And we both know, right. But we're not allowed to pre-measure. And so, uh, and I'm like, I think I am in. And then when we play it out, Oh, I'm not in, I guess I lost. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it made us happier for that. And I think it's, uh, I think it's noticeable because I don't know when we played, you would basically help me at the end, right? At, at the beginning, well, it'd be like whatever, well, but even, or during a tournament, even no, even in the last casually, even in the tournament for last weekend, some person like moved their like medium range weapon to go shoot my like slightly longer range weapon. I'm like, why are you doing that? You you clearly should know from like <laughs> the last shots we just took. That that's uh -huh. not in your good range. Why don't you just take that back and we not yeah. actually roll these dice? He's like, oh yeah, I guess I really shouldn't have known that. So even in tournaments, I'm like, this clearly doesn't make sense what you're doing with ranges. Yeah, yeah. So that's the type of thing. And and when we played uh, War Machine, when it really mattered, I would literally ask you, and you would help me out because we didn't enjoy it if because I'm shittier at the skill. Yeah. And it was that I lost cheating. because I was like, oh yeah. And it was considered cheating to ask like a third person who's not in the game to help you with range. It's like, no, you can't ask that person the range. They might, they might, they probably know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, some people would complain because you were so good at it. If you're sitting there in front and, and, and 
right? Sitting there looking at the table, you knew that's like you're that's like what? Not what? Enraged. You you think that? Huh? No. Uh huh. That's, yeah, that's interfering exactly. with the game at that point, which it's it's bizarre. Yes. So I think that to look at another game briefly in Warhammer 40k, there used to be more set charge ranges in earlier editions. Yeah. But then in sort of maybe fifth edition beyond, they started introducing some randomness to your charge distance. I don't remember. Okay. They did it at some point. Wait, no, they always had, weren't they always random? Or was the charge not random? I know they used to have the souping advance was random. Yes. that. But maybe the charge was not random at the beginning. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. At some point it became random as well. Which I think actually, like, now, sure, you can pre-measure all you want, but you don't know what you're going to get. So that, that kind of, like, it stopped that as an interesting mechanic stops people from, like, finicking too much with making pre-measurements because they can't even fully rely on it. So there's less, like, oh, I got to math this out perfectly. It's like, no, you can't even math it out perfectly. This is a war game. You have random dice, which cause random effects. Like, you can sort of bank on... A range but you can never like pull things off perfectly in your game and i thought that was actually a good in- mechanic they introduced to sort of avoid people trying to perfectly plan everything to the end yeah place their things as if it's like as if the the type of game and the the act of war like you're talking about more or in the immersion right mm-hmm. are is a real game of fighting and war like these these miniature games are supposed to uh, emulate actual battles does it make sense that it comes down to who stopped at like whatever kind of half an inch before, right? Oh, I won because I knew exactly that I could charge you slightly faster than you could actually get to me. And so I could destroy you at this distance, right? It becomes exactly. very gamey and doesn't, it takes you away from the immersion. Mm-hmm. Even if, and in some ways, both ways, right? Whether you could pre-measure or measure, it would take you out once you start thinking about the game in that way. So the D6 kind of helps helps uh, alleviate those kind of just general kind of thinking thinking overall. It makes people more uh, I don't know, I don't know what you call it like more more in line or more kind of thinking about the game as a, a swirling melee of battle with a lot of unknowns as opposed to uh, a it's just less puzzle. chess yeah yeah chess less puzzle like less chess like. Because that's not, not what people there are. That's not what you're supposed yeah. to be there for. Well, that's. I feel like that's not what the majority of people are there for. No. So there's definitely people who are really into that, but I feel like more and more they, they just play board games. They're like, hey, these are the puzzle board games that you like. You know, your mm-hmm. board games. Yeah, because there's, there's board games that are your war board games, like Game of Thrones and all that, which uh-huh. are very specific about what happens. You have, you have a set number that you've used and that you don't roll. It just goes off of the set number. But there's cards. And yeah, I know. Card. But that's just there's playing the player. There's no... Oh, people hate that. The people that love the chess puzzle thing, they're like, this is bullshit. I didn't get the cards that I needed to win the game, and it was just unlucky. Mm-hmm. Way, this sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's not perfectly... <laughs> you don't have the... You don't have all the info. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so back to uh, the pre-measuring and how it goes through. I guess we, we, we talked about um, generally the positives, positives and negatives, uh, why people like it, why people don't like it. Um, is there, I guess we both kind of 
So I think the thing that we agree at least the most of is that there is some sort of immersion breaking from having measuring, right? Yep. If you're doing it for everything, right? Instead of eyeballing it uh, and for your opponent as well, right? If you just, you know, like we talked about, it might not actually speed up or, or slow down the game, but seeing someone measure the distance versus them looking at it, right? Is going to, is very different. And it, in your mind, it might actually break some of that immersion. And that I think is definitely, I think that is true. Yeah, having immersion in war games is like a huge, it's a huge deal once you realize it. Yeah. This is the reason why we paint our miniatures and why we don't want to just play with chits and things like that. And why miniature war gaming is so much more popular than chip war gaming, even though chip war gaming is, I feel like much older and at least more popular. Well, I guess not more popular, but it's a much older kind of thing that would, that that's been out there for a while, right? But now nobody plays that. Like, why would I really even want to play this chip war gaming when I could play with beautifully painted miniatures that kind of like have some sort of immersion at least? Or at even least even board they're... game quality figures in board games. Like, yes, that's true. Think about the sweep of miniatures that are, are happening in board games and how popular they are. It's really just to make things more pretty and immersive, right? Yep. And that matters so much. So if you're out there, looking at the board and then you see your opponent just constantly or both you and your opponent constantly laying down sticks, right. To say, Oh, this is this distance, this distance. I agree. Mm -hmm. It does kind of um, bring people out of the game. So in general, even despite the fact that I think that I would say that pre-measuring actually speeds the game up in general. um, I still think there should be a balance. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that you should just make it so that people are measuring like everything, right? Yeah. So I guess basically set some sort of limit on what's allowed to be measured but beforehand. Yeah, Obviously yeah. you have to measure everything exactly. as for like what you can do, but what measuring possibilities needs to have some sort of limit put on it. Uh-huh. So, and again, this is kind of like a theme, a kind of immersion thing, I think is, is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say like of the games that we have played and we, that, that we like the pre-measuring that goes into it, what do you think are really good ones? I think war machine, once you could measure from the Warcaster, it gave you something to scale off of, which was a really good improvement. I think infinity improved. Very thematic. I think war machine. Oh yeah. Cause everything's based too. around your Warcaster and their knowledge. And, you, and they're supposed to be you on the tabletop. Mm-hmm. So the idea of saying, Oh, you could measure between yourself. It helped bring that immersion uh, together. And I thought that was really good. Yeah, you help bringing information to your troops. Yeah, that yeah. that actually added to the immersion of the game and yeah. helped, helped speed it up a little bit. So both positives on that one, which yeah. then moving to full measurement, I don't know, that probably didn't make an improvement. But, and uh, same thing for- there's no, there's no full measurement in War Machine. It's all to the caster. Oh, it's still all to the caster. I thought they- Yeah, that was the, that was the third edition thing. Oh, okay, I thought- That was the change of the third edition. Okay. Maybe that maybe later on they did, but as far as I understand, at the beginning of third edition, that was the huge change that you're allowed to measure your warcaster. Yeah, right. and Infinity, I feel like they opened right, yeah, up. Yeah, because you couldn't measure. Could you measure it all the time in second edition? I don't think you could. Could you? I don't think so. Yeah, you. Now I'm confused. 
Were you able to? I don't remember. Maybe you could. Maybe actually, oh, maybe it was that you could always measure to your warcaster. And then they allowed you to measure everything afterwards. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Anyhow. You yeah, like the warcaster one. Oh, yeah. I really like the warcaster one. Uh-huh. Um, beyond the other games, I want to mention games that we haven't mentioned before, potentially. Hmm. So, so Infinity, though. Yeah, Infinity, I felt like the change to being able to measure the 8-inch range because it basically, so many rules would either activate or not activate based on things being within 8 inches of each other. It gave just became, if you couldn't measure the 8 inches. Yeah, it basically caused rule problems to not be able to measure that. So because of that mechanic existing and just for that sole reason, it was a big improvement. Yeah, Not that it sped things up a lot, which it did actually because there's so many, there's so many choices you have to make between that short range mm-hmm. and then not short range. Yeah, and that it was basically mostly just based on staring at the board, not at like, <laughs> not at your plan. It was just like you yes. you had to do what you had to do, and then it's just yeah. having to stare at it to figure out whether it was eight or not. So for several reasons, that that I think improved it a lot. Um, what other? I'm trying to think of other games you where think measurements. That like, if you could have measured those sixteen, like the distances for the gunshots when you moved, that that would be better or worse. I think it'd be worse. Because you end up having to measure that anyways. It's often, it's not, so in Infinity, it's not such a make or break whether you get in that 16-inch range band often. Well, you don't uh, like get It definitely not- is. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, it's, it's a make a or break. It's minus not, six. Okay, it's not all or nothing. It's a minus six difference, but it's not all or nothing. You didn't just like get nothing. It's like, oh, you just failed entirely immediately. You're like, okay, you're, you're in trouble. So you still get a chance. You have a chance. But it just- is a huge negative to get that minus yes. six. Yeah, but it's not like other games where you have a range on your weapon and you go over you that, get you get nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, you the charges, you go over that, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so I, it feels like the feeling is less feels bad, right? Because it's not like, oh, I wanted to do this thing, I can't do it now. It's like, oh, I wanted to do this thing and I'm doing it more worse, right? So it does feel like you you at least got that skill, right? Like, mm-hmm. It feels more, again, what we're talking about immersive, right? Oh, I misjudged the range band, so now I'm shooting worse. It's not like, oh, I misjudged, I can't even shoot at all. Like, that just feels terrible when you can't do something. But when it's just, like, worse, it feels, like, I don't know, more realistic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I find I find it's fine for that game's mechanics. Mm-hmm. I think of other games that matter a lot. I think we were playing Drop Fleet Commander. In that game, you could measure everything. Mm-hmm. And that game went slowly. Like the game had Finnick on every level. I think just being able to measure everything may have added to that because it, it mattered quite a bit. I don't actually think so. Again, yeah. like the way I'm talking about what I talked about. Also, there. I guess it was a naval Finnick game. Game. So with its theme, yeah. its theme as a naval game, like if you think of like naval tactics, yeah. you feel like you should know like all the measurements on the like because it's not about, about how, it's not about how things being scale. Like in that game, things weren't scaled to each other. So yeah. it's actually like you're looking at a simulation of the game. So you might as well just sort of. It feels more thematic, honestly. I agree. It was a bit finicky. Uh, I think, though, it's kind of hard not to have the finickiness when. Um, you can only move at certain angles and everything else. You could, you could have <laughs> infinite like variability in terms of your, your arcs and your distances. Mm-hmm. so um but they matter so much because like you said it's a naval game where, where the idea is that outmaneuvering them is really really important where yeah. you hit them on, a, on in a place where they can't hit you back 
So I think that ends up making the game, uh, making those the finicky nature like so important. Yeah. Um, if you look at a game like uh, X Wing, this is where those templates really helped. In that you're flying, you only have what like thirty two moves or something like that. So you cannot finick. Like the the steps of of moving. Uh, I don't know forward versus to the right versus like tight turn there was three steps you could do you can't do like an infinite difference between zero and 45 degrees you have to either choose zero or 45 degrees right mm -hmm. yeah and that game was highly dependent on choosing the right template which is a form of measuring distance yep uh, that's true that, that you don't know which distance you're, you're trying to do but at least there is some sort of pre-measuring uh well it's not pre-measuring i guess you don't, don't place the template before mm -hmm. but uh but the oh i guess that is not pre-measuring yeah yeah you, you can't you can't put lay down the range template but the thing is you have so few guys on the board with that game where mm -hmm. it's fine that it's actually kind of a mechanic to be guessing at where you'll end up and what's going to be in your range that is a lot of the game because because you only have like four to six ships on the board maybe even less sometimes you take like the two ship builds mm -hmm. so it's fine that you're like having to look at each ship really hard because that it's just a mechanic in the game. But if you had to look at every model really hard on a 50 model game, that's just it feels like a waste of life. Whereas I do think I just I'm wondering like for X Wing, if mm -hmm. you could pre-place the templates to see, that probably would slow the game down. yeah a little uh i did you do end up staring at it but because mm -hmm. i guess there's a good and bad thing about those templates just measuring out those templates those like taking the measurement in x-wing needs to be super precise so it takes a shitload of time mm -hmm. it's okay. not the same as normal like skirmish miniatures where guys can go anywhere and you're like literally just measuring distances it's mm -hmm. like you need to place the template down and seeing where it goes it just takes a lot longer to do that measurement than it does for a directional template right the directional distance so it probably is slower than just eyeballing it yeah and it would probably destroy the immersion if you if you could like put the miniature then put the miniature oh, back yeah, that's, then, that's yeah. terrible for immersion i agree mm -hmm. So I think it's the smaller right. scale of the game. It's fine as well, too. Yeah, You've got to like really think about that aspect. Yeah, and that's most of the game as well. Well, it was mm -hmm. until they ruined the game with like upgrade cards and a million different uh, ability, what, what do you call it? Like abilities you could do that were movement based. Yeah, it's more just about doing weird movement combos rather than having to like fly well and predict your opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, less about prediction and just more about combo, wombo combos. Yeah. Again, people who like I don't know, puzzles getting into the game. And <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm being too mean about that. It's fine if you like puzzles and stuff. I just wish you had stuck to, you know, making puzzles instead. Yes. All right. So I guess, uh, okay. So um, those are a bunch of different things that we enjoyed um, for our game that we're working on now. Um, I think... Uh, we have uh, unlimited pre-measuring, basically, and we kind of do something similar. I think, well, uh, there's a, a lot of games, actually, that don't mention measuring or pre-measuring at all. 
something like Frostgrave. And yeah. I don't think it slows things down. We just don't even think about it, right? Yeah, we sometimes we sometimes do it, but you just don't do that. You don't find I don't find we do, do that, that much often. of it in Frostgrave. Nope. So there is something to be said. I think there is something where Infinity and these other games where where this measuring where the measuring matters so much, mm -hmm. uh, it becomes a big deal with many different range bands, right? But I think there's a thing with uh, Frostgrave, and I think where the range bands are not as important. Like there are some range bands that matter, but they're not overall as important. So people don't spend a lot of time, right? Or even if they spend a lot of time, it's the same range band and it's a quite a quick measurement. Mm -hmm. When you're doing something like infinity where eight, 16, 32 matters, it mm -hmm. starts, you know, you might start thinking, oh, maybe it's going to like, you might do it a lot more, right? Because you're trying to measure these, these different things. Yep. And I think the way that we do it in our game, um, I think it works. And I think in, in a similar way where the you only ever care up to measurements up to eight inches. Yeah, because there's short range where there's everything basically. And then there's, yep. there's your movement distance, but that's basically yep. sort of eight. Maximum eight, eight inches, inches, yeah, at one time. So you're generally not going to be measuring uh, those distances right and no, so they're a lot shorter kind of thing so there aren't yeah. crazy potential things to be measured out like as well with infinity you can move a guy multiple times whereas with games where guys can only activate once per turn there's a limit to the number of crazy things you could pull off you're like okay which direction can i go with this guy and there's there's just fewer permutations of what you can do so you're yeah. not you you don't hit the analysis paralysis with even if you can get all these yeah. exact numbers and because you don't have the, like, even though, uh, I guess, placement of your models matters a lot, I don't think the measurements, the distances between guys measure, means a lot. So you're not constantly putting that, that, that measurement stick down to, to, to measure these things. And I think that helps keep things uh, immersive, right? Because you're not, you're just not doing it as much. Yep. So I think that's another way you can basically do it, right? And I think depending on the way you're, you're, you have your game, you can limit the amount of measuring that they do based on whether it's important or what rules matter. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I think that also is really awesome when you don't have to have a measuring stick, you just, or, or sorry, measuring tape, and you just need something that's just like eight or 12 inches. Oh yeah, for skirmish game, there's there's certain types of skirmish games where it just makes it, yeah if, yeah the, the measuring tape is literally not immersive it's it's just not like when i move guys in infinity i prefer to use just templates to move them because mm -hmm. it a it's easier because you can reach down to the board mm -hmm. and b it just doesn't feel as like it just i don't know it feels more natural to use just like a template thing to move the guy around and not this like interesting I think that's probably true. Also, this, your template is can generally be more themed towards the game. Yeah, it looks cool. It's all like acrylic translucent with like cool symbols on it. Like, I guess that's why people like measuring tapes that are branded. Like the some people swear up, upon the like Warhammer 40,000 skull measuring tape. And mm. to me, it seems a little bit cheesy, but it is immersive. <laughs> so yeah, if the game's all about skulls, you know, bring something like your. Yep. Your servitor head measuring device. Yeah, your servo skull going and measuring the distances for you. Even though like there are a lot better measuring tapes out there, it's just like 
but this is very thematic, so mm-hmm. it helps keep you in the game. All right. Uh, is there anything else that uh, we want to talk about in terms of pre-measuring? Overall, what do you think about it? Would you prefer having pre-measuring or, or not having it? Oh, if it's an all or nothing? Yeah. I prefer having it just because the game styles I like. So okay, but, but obviously like, it sounds if like I like the bigger war games. Then I would say my answer would be no. So interesting. Yeah, I like. I guess it makes sense that our our game just allows you to do it, although it technically just doesn't say anything about it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you like it, then do it. If you don't like it, don't do it. Um. So yeah, per, me personally, uh, I enjoy it. So. I like it, but again, I'm also much worse at it than you. So <laughs> I don't like losing because I didn't measure everything correctly well. Yep. yep. All right. So uh, that's, I guess, our general thoughts about uh, pre-measuring. Yeah. I think Anything we... else, else you want to talk about? No, I think it's something you can't you can't totally conclude because it just it interacts with every game differently. So there's no yeah. there's no one answer, but it just Make that's it a, that's a good the, point. Make it fit the game. Yeah, depending on your game, you gotta you gotta make your pre measuring. I guess ultimately, the, the uh, pre measuring level. There's like a pre measuring level yes. out there. And there's it has zero to fit the game. There's like there's zero. There's measuring from specific things, and I guess there's measuring unlimited measuring. Yeah, and fit yeah. gotta fit the game. Yeah, I agree with that. So do what you think works best. And what everyone will let you get away with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so why it's about pre-measuring. So like, you know, if, if your opponent likes, like, doesn't like pre-measuring, but they'll let you get away with it, maybe, maybe, maybe try it a bit and see if you can push them. Mm-hmm. That's terrible advice for uh, mm-hmm. tournaments, but, you know, just cheat. <laughs> just, just cheat if you can get away with it. What's the big deal? Uh, as long as there's no tur- prizes involved uh, and everyone's having fun, it's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, so this is uh, basically it. Uh, if you have any thoughts on pre-measuring, uh, whether you like it or you you hate it, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, contact us at uh, Dice Over Everything or at contact at DiceOverEverything.com. Yeah, or you can find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. Or if you've got thoughts you want to post, we're Dice Over Everything group if you want to join. All right. Uh, this has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.